North Rock Podcast. Well, good morning, North Rock. How are we doing this morning? Are we good? Good. Hey, I'm uh, excited to be with you this morning. Really uh, excited about this series that we're a part of uh, called Pulse, where we're taking some time to talk about what the heartbeat of this house is, really why it is that we are a church in this season um, at this place in Thornton, Colorado. And so, you know, I stated this last week, if you weren't here with us, uh, it's my chance to say it again, I love the local church, amen? I love the local church, and it's not just the mission of the local church around the world, but in particular, I love the way that God expresses himself through this church, through North Rock, right? And, uh, and so today's message, we're talking about having his heartbeat uh, in the idea or in the concept that the local church is the expression of God's heartbeat for the world, right? That the way that we live out this Christian life reflects his heartbeat. It gives an opportunity for expression of the love and the grace and the mercy that Jesus has for people through our acts of worship and love and service. Amen? So that's what we're talking about. If you weren't here last week, we handed out our Heart for the House uh, brochures. Uh, I I have to tell you two things. One, we're having some projection issues, if you haven't noticed yet. We're working very diligently to get that fixed, so thank you, uh, tech team, for getting that done. And then our printers, uh, unfortunately, didn't get the last edit in this. So I know you guys have found, you guys have reported back to me, we've got a few typos uh, in it. We're getting that reprinted. We'll get that fixed. Uh, but overall, it's a document that helps express, one, the good things that God's up to in this place, uh, and two, how it is that his heartbeat is going to continue uh, to work through our lives. So today, we're talking about hearing his heartbeat, understanding that really having a heart for his house is connected to understanding and living that he has a heartbeat for you, for us. And, and, and along with that, he has a heartbeat for the world. The good news about li- living a life in the local church is that we are a part of the most significant organization in the world. I really do believe, even in today's society, that the, that the local church, lifting up the name of Jesus, is the most significant organization in the world doing the most incredible work around the world in Honduras, in France, in Alaska, in Kenya, in Thailand, uh, and in Albania, all of the places that we uh, currently have uh, feet on the ground to, to participate, right? So we want to be a people who recognize and hear his heartbeat. You guys, just tell me when it changes. Did it change? No? All right. Yeah, it's on. Right, one more time. Nope. Okay. So the good news is that we don't do this in and of ourselves. Amen. The good news of the gospel is, hey, did you do something? They're, they're running it from back there. Good. I was going to say, that's quite a delay, right? That's quite a delay if I press it and then like 30 seconds later it goes, bloop. Okay. So the good news is that Jesus is doing what Jesus does and that's attracting people to himself. You know, the Bible says that Jesus is drawing people to himself. We got something? That's them. It's not me, it's them. Okay? So I'll run mine, you guys try to keep up, all right? Uh, for John chapter 6, verse 44 says it this way. It says, For no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. 
And at the last day, I will raise them up. Isn't that good news this morning, church? John 12, 32 says it this way. It says, and when I am lifted up, when Jesus is lifted up on the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. Can I just tell you that when we gather to worship, when we, when we uh, show acts of love and service through the life that Jesus gives us, that we are lifting the name of Jesus up, that we are lifting his name and making his name great in this world. But the question is, how does this really happen? How is it that we can participate in helping to attract a world that we would all agree might be just a smidge distracted, that might be just a tiny bit jaded, that might be just a little bit wounded, right? How is it that we can participate in Jesus lifting people up? I'd like to start uh, by suggesting something that Andy Stanley said uh, at a conference at Catalyst. Uh, last week, he said, imagine a world where people were skeptical of what we believed, but were envious of how we treated each other. Let me say that again. Imagine a world where people were skeptical of what we believed, but were envious of how we treated one another as Christians, right? But that's the way that we live out the expression of God attracting people to himself. We lift up the name of Jesus and we love one another deeply and dearly in a way that makes a difference and an impact in the world. John chapter 13, verse 34 through 35. If you have your Bibles, you can kind of keep up with me. They're doing a great job back there keeping up with me. It says this, says, so now I am giving you a new commandment. Okay, love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the, to the world that you are my disciples. Okay? And then in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says it this way. He says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. It's Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, right? So, uh, so again, I think we're getting a, a picture that God's purposes are fulfilled and they're, they're, they're sent through his sending agent, his sent people. And the good news of the gospel today for us here and now is that we are sent with a scent about us, a heavenly scent. Um, and so if you, have your, if, you, uh, if you have your Bibles, I want you to open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. If you don't have them, I'm going to read it to you just real briefly here. It says, But thank God that he has made us captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. This morning, as you gather here today in the local church, do you guys understand that? Do you see that in yourselves? That we are being led along in Christ's triumphal procession. In other words, we are winning. Right? We're winning. Now, he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Our lives are like Christ-like fragrances rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task? 
So my question for us today as we gather here together, how do you smell this morning? Do we have a waft of heavenly fragrance? Is it, is it, is it a, a stench? Or is it something significantly sweet-smelling, right? The Bible, according to what we just read, says that we are an aroma of Christ. That the attraction of the local church, the attraction of lifting Jesus up, draws people to ourselves. And it's like when you smell a, a, a perfume, when you smell uh, an aroma that's pleasing, uh, that, that it draws people. That's how Jesus is drawing people to himself, is through our lives of love and worship and service. Titus chapter 2, verse 10 says it this way. It says, Then they, those who are followers of Jesus, right, will make the teaching of God, or teaching about God our Savior, attractive in every way. The Bible says that, that, that His body expressed in this world, when we're worshiping, loving, and serving, is the most attractive people in the world. So turn to somebody next to you and say, you're looking especially attractive all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, when we see ourselves, when we see ourselves the way that Jesus sees us, we remember, we recognize, we, we, re, we live in the reality that he says that's who we are. An aroma pleasing to God, that we are attractive in every way. Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 8 goes on to say it this way. He says, when God our Savior revealed his kindness and his love, he saved us. Not because of the righteous things we've done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. And he generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of that, or excuse me, because of his grace, everybody say grace. He made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and they're beneficial for everyone. So in other words, part of what makes us attractive, really the thing that makes us attractive, is that we carry Jesus' spiritual DNA in us. And then when they see us living out these, these lives that are different, that are set apart, that are doing life just a little bit differently in a way that attracts others to his kingdom and to his causes, uh, we are more ourselves than at any other point in, in our days and in our weeks and in our lives. Tom Wright said it this way. He says, the whole Christian gospel can be summed up in one point. That when the living God looks at us, when he looks at you, when he looks at me, At every baptized and believing Christian, he says to us what he said to Jesus. He sees us not as we are in ourselves, but as we are in Jesus Christ today. So today, as you look into yourself, as you look into the life mirror, as you look into all the things that are going on in our world, my hope is that you're encouraged, you're reminded that the Spirit of the living God lives in you. The Spirit of the living God is calling others through you because we've been sent to be a sent. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 16 says this. 
Because we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that, that he, excuse me, that, that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. And instead they will live for Christ who died and who was raised for them. 2 Corinthians 5, 19 and 20 says it this way. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, but he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. So as we live this life in Christ, as we live out the life of Christ, as we live out the spiritual DNA, as we live out, as we talked about in our last series, uh, the inheritance of who God is through us, the church is the product of the gospel. That our lives, whether gathered or scattered, is attracting people to Christ, or it's, it's not, right? But we're built to attract. We're built by Jesus to attract others to himself. Leslie Newbigin says it this way. He says, how is it possible that the gospel should be credible, that people should come to believe in the power which, is, which has the last word in human affairs is represented by a man hanging on a cross? I am suggesting that the only answer, the only hermeneutic of the gospel is a congregation of men and women who believe it and who live by it. So, I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward. And as we take time today to reflect on God's word to us, on, on the scriptures that remind us of a few simple things, right? That his heartbeat for this world beats through you and I. That as we come together and we do the work and the will of what God does in our life, it attracts others. He calls us ambassadors. He calls us salt. He calls us light in this world. But though the, the attractive piece, whether uh, we recognize it or not, really is nothing more, nothing less than our love for him. And we know that we can only love him because he loved us first. That's what we just read, right? That Jesus loves us. And because of that, our lives are attractive to others as we are attracted to him. Can I just tell you that, that when we love things in our lives... It shows, right? I can tell you that, that my wife does something that's pretty special for me. When I go away on trips, she'll spray just a, just a hint of, of her perfume in my, in my bag. So when I open it up, wherever it is that I had to go, I'm reminded of our love. Can I, can I just tell you this? That, that That is what Jesus has done through us. That we really are that little spray, just that mist. You know, we don't, we don't have to pour it on us, right? We are that expression of his love for the world. I don't know if you're anything like me, but when I get a smell of something that's good and aroma filled like uh, Mexican food, <laughs> right? Like I can be in a complete conversation with somebody, locked in and just go, hold that thought. And I won't stop. I won't stop looking for it until I find where that good smell is coming from. Okay? Amen? Yeah. Guys, that's, that's what we are. We are that scent. We are that aroma. We are ones that have been sent. We are the ones that Jesus has said, you are attractive because you carry my 
lineage. You carry my spirit. You carry my mission forward. So as we gather together today, would you take some time? Would you just express your love for Jesus? Would you just be reminded today of who he says you are because we are found in him and we live our lives through him? Let's pray and then let's worship. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your reminder from your words today that we carry a family resemblance of who you are. And no matter how we feel as we drag ourselves in here today, no matter how attractive or unattractive we might feel today, Lord, you say that we are a fragrance, we are an aroma of heaven for those who see us. Thank you, Lord, that you look deeper than our skin. Lord, that it's not surface level with you, Lord, but you see our hearts. And so, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that we'd be a people who, who not just have a heart, but carry your heart in this world. That, Lord, as we give, as we serve, as we love, and as we lead people to you, we do it through your heartbeat. We do it through your expression of your love for us. So today, Lord, help us to fall deeper and deeper and deeper in love with you, knowing that that really is what attracts others to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship. Father, as we, as we gather together, we're reminded this morning of your good and perfect purpose in our lives. Lord, that, that you are the God who has poured out his love for this world through your son, Jesus. And that, Lord, as we rest in that, as we soak in that this morning, we're reminded that we're sent with a scent of heaven, that we have an aroma of Christ that draws people to you and reminds people that the purpose of our lives in this world are to attract others to you. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Chad, I just, I haven't felt very attractive lately. Been in some struggles, been in some challenges, been in some fights. Can I just encourage your heart today that when Jesus or when God looks at you and he looks at your life expressed through Christ, he says the same thing he said to his son because you are a son and you are a daughter. That he sees your heart and you are beautiful in his sight. That you are beautiful. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Chad, I don't know anything about this whole Christian thing, this whole church thing, this whole living on mission thing, because I've never had a chance to say yes to Jesus. The Bible tells us that if we can confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died on the cross for not just my sin, but our sin and, our, and your sin. That he was rose from the grave three days later that we have new life, that he trades his life for our life. And it was done a long time ago before you ever made a decision about it. So if you're here today and you'd like to make that decision, we as a community of people who want to express his love in this world are going to pray that prayer alongside of you, okay? So church, let's pray it. Again, it's our creed. It's our call. It's our command as we read today. Let's read. Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and that you rose from the grave three days later. I receive forgiveness for every failure and sin in my life and give to you the right to direct my life from this day forward. I dedicate myself to learning the scripture, to living in fellowship with God's people and following you in water baptism. In Jesus' name, we pray and we trust. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, can we applaud the Lord as those who are being led in Christ-like 
procession, right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you are leading us, that you are guiding us, and that you are living through us. Father, help us to be aware this week of your Holy Spirit's presence in our lives and those, Lord, that you are giving us favor and an attractive aroma to reach. Pray, Father, you would fill us anew, fill us afresh each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Hey, if you'd like prayer for anything in your lives, we're available for that. Uh, If you said yes to Jesus for the first time, I'd love to meet you. And we've got a gift to help you get started on your way, okay? God bless you guys. Thank you for being here at North Rock. Thank you for listening to this North Rock resource. To find out more information about North Rock Church, check us out at www.northrockchurch.com.